Talking about stuff, talking about things, talking about you, talking about me. It's not a wild country, and we are celebrating. It is Canberra. Conversations in the capital. Hello, my name is Henry. Welcome to Canberra Conversations in the Capital. Today, inside the gallery of small things, I'm joined by its owner and director, Anne Masters. With over 25 years experience in the arts, Anne opened the Gallery of Small Things behind her house in 2017. Canberra's tiniest walk-in gallery has showcased a variety of amazing artwork, from ceramics to jewellery, from paintings to print media. It is a perfect example of supporting community and giving those who deserve it their own platform. A hidden gem within the leafy surrounds of Watson, Anne continues to receive widespread acclaim about this exhibition space, with Canberrans truly discovering beauty in the smallest of places. Anne, how are you doing today? Oh, thank you, Henry. That sounded so good. <laughs> no, not at all. We've just had a look at this gallery space. Give me some of the thinking behind this mm. gallery. So the gallery used to be a 1960s laundry. This was a couple of years ago. I was doing my own arts practice. Mm -hmm. I graduated from ceramics from the local ANU School of Art and Design. And I was doing a course online and the convener said to us, I want you to write down really quickly just an out there goal. And yeah, I wrote down straight away, own a gallery. She said to me, Anne, I think you're onto something. So she said, look into it. So I looked literally past the computer <laughs> out the window and I looked onto the laundry and I went, I wonder if I can convert that into a gallery. Funny thing was my husband came home that night and I said, what do you think? And he said, I'm off to Bunnings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an idea that just took off. Gotta love a supportive husband. <laughs> and what got you into doing ceramics? And are there any particularly memorable pieces? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I did hobby ceramics 20 years ago. Wow. And I started off in Sydney because mm -hmm. I was working for an advertising agency. It was Mad Men, that TV series, all <laughs> It was totally crazy. Yeah. I was working really long hours. I wasn't having a life. And funny enough, there was an article in the local news rag, mm -hmm. basically start a ceramic course today. I turned up and then suddenly discovered I actually loved, you know, painting on, and at that time it was painting on greenware. Mm. So I moved back to Canberra and then the old bus depot markets. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, so I used to do markets there. So it was just a love that kind of grew. Unfortunately, the advertising industry kind of took over. Mm. I had to give it a rest. And then I met my husband a lot later in life. Mm -hmm. um, I was in my 40s and um, he knew that I had a love of ceramic and we had agreed that once I assisted him through his studies, mm -hmm. he went on to do his doctorate, that I would then be able to go back to art school and mm. actually study ceramics. And I think I was just really lucky. I had a really supportive partner. Mm. So, and I think... Because I supported him, there was that sort of respect that he would support me too. Yeah. It's it's rare to find someone who does that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hold on to them, for sure. <laughs> A lot of the art that you have is local artwork. Would you like to speak to the importance of showcasing local art within one's town? Look, I think it's really important, especially in Canberra. We're big supporters of the arts mm. and we love, you know, our neighbourhoods and we do anything to support, you know, obviously small businesses. 
and we have an amazing range of artists in Canberra. Mm. We tend to focus on Sydney and Melbourne being, you know, obviously the the best, <laughs> um, but Canberra's got a really good art scene, and our visual art scene is is awesome. You know, we've got ceramics, photography, painting, sculpture, jewelry. The the list goes on. Yeah. So I started with local artists that I knew, and I knew them through through the ANU School of Art. And it's just grown over time that I've collected more and more local artists. But I also, because I'm an artist myself, it's really hard to go interstate. A lot of the other galleries do tend to focus on local. Mm. So one of my things was I needed a mix. Mm. So obviously as many locals I could get, but I wanted to support you know, artists who are located in rural and regional New South Wales, down on the south coast in Victoria, and also include Sydney and Melbourne in that mix. Yeah, how good, because if we only stick with what we know, we don't we don't see further. Yes, and yep. having that scope is always so important to get a proper view of it all. Yes, definitely. definitely. And it's really good for the artists too, because then they get to see what they're up against <laughs> in terms of who their peers are. Yeah, for sure. chat a bit more about this gallery that we're sitting in yeah is there more to its history that you like to indulge and also can we look a bit into how it's evolved throughout these last five years so when i started the gallery back in 2017 i started with 11 artists that Mm. were in the stable itself and that's now grown to as of today to our 46th Wow. Artists. Look at that. And that's a lot. So that just shows in five years, it's really grown a lot more than I had sort of expected. Mm. I think if anyone has said to me, you'll still be going in five years and you'll have this many artists, I would have said, no way. (laughs) No way. And yeah, we've also grown in terms of visitation. Mm. So I've just clicked over more than 3,000 in-person visitors wow. to the gallery and that's not bad when you're a not backyard. Not at all, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of in the backyard and, you know, I'm not on typical sort of street frontage, so I'm mm. not in Braddon where they get a lot of, you know, you know, people walking past. So I've grown in that sense in terms of people visiting. I think I've become quite a stronger person. Yeah. I can say yes or no to what I do. So I've been able to shut the gallery for short periods of time, mm. because I, I recognise I need a break, so I call it a little break, because <laughs> <laughs> the gallery is more things. <laughs> I think that's also sort of been really good that I can make that decision. Yeah, that growth, that recognition to be able to just yeah. know when you're when you're hitting a wall, right, and yes. when to and when to prevent that. Tell me more about the the current exhibits that might be out there that might be in here and Mm. also any upcoming ones too yes yes so ghost operates very differently to other galleries they tend to have back-to-back programs Mm -hmm. so they'll have something on every fortnight yeah whereas i wanted something different because a i didn't want to compete with them (laughs) yeah um and b i wanted something different so 
Ghosts operate with a stable of artists, and the idea is to show them for 10 months of the year. Wow. So they get shown seasonally. Yeah. So at the moment, we've got the winter stable mm-hmm. being featured. And then what will happen is we've already had one show that was an emerging artist support scheme. So Adam and I sponsor a show for graduates who come out of the art school. And that's varied over time. We've had solo shows, we've had duos and groups. Mm. So that's always in roughly May, June. And then in September, October is an annual group show. Mm. And that's how Ghost first opened with, oh. a, with a group show. Yeah. So I try and do something different every year. And I've had some amazing connections with local galleries, which yeah. is a bit unusual because... Working with your competition has seen a bit <laughs> weird, but I tend to focus on more the ACT government-supported mm. um, galleries as opposed to private galleries because sure, sure. obviously we're direct competition, but we're all in the same industry. We're trying mm. to support artists. Yeah. Um, so the show that's coming up is an interesting one because I've got a connection with the Australian Design Centre in Sydney. Oh, wow. That's pretty much the premiere of, you know, craft and design in Australia. Victoria might think otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's been lovely because the director, Lisa Carhill, and I became friends over the years. And she said, Anne, we've got to do something. Hmm. So I've been able to establish relationships that are not the norm in Canberra to do this. So I think I'm a little bit special in that way. And the nice thing is that they're going to send five artists to me and I'm sending five artists to them. So it's kind of it's part like an of exchange that. of sorts. So it's yeah. an exchange. And the good thing is that my five artists will go up there. And the idea is that they're going to have a new audience looking mm. at their work. And Sydney gets to see new artists. Mm. And it'll be the same for the Sydney artists coming to Canberra. Yeah. And it'll be a new audience base for them. So I think that's really important for artists to survive is exposure and being supported and mentored in that process is part of what I do. That level of collaboration is so good because, yeah, art is art is art is art. And Mm. the fact that you're able to make these connections and even go interstate for it is, is superb. Do you have, if, if I were to ask about some, because it's been five years now, some really memorable past exhibits that have gone through mm. these halls? That's really hard <laughs> <laughs> because I've had a lot go through. I've actually lost count. I did, I did have all my numbers and stats because um, <laughs> I entered the tourism awards and, um, yeah. and you had to have all of that information, but not off the top of my head. But <laughs> I kind of went, how can I choose? Mm. I, I loved all of them. I particularly loved the Emerging Artist Support Scheme, mm. but then I couldn't pick one of them because they're all different in their own way so they're all memorable for different reasons and i just have to say i can't pick that's fair enough (laughs) i i won't won't make you choose between between your children that's for sure but i think i I think it is worth highlighting how much variance of art there is that comes in here as well as how much variance of visitors you get right yeah yeah from from the from the littlest ones to our seniors in the city and it's wonderful have you had any really memorable interactions with visitors when they've come in? Yeah, I have. One in particular, 
what Ghost tries to promote is that we're in a very inclusive gallery mm. and that we do have some um, members of society that need to feel safe in our space. Absolutely. So I had a couple who brought their autism adult son and I knew straight away I could I pick up the cues. Mm. He was very shy and he just didn't want to look at me. Once we get talking, I show them my birds that I make. Yeah. And I show them that process because it breaks down barriers. And before he even realised, because I included him as part mm. of that conversation, he was really engaged. And I think his parents were kind of shocked because it was <laughs> like, you know, he's obviously, he was chatting, he was talking. And I think I knew intuitively that was kind of special. We had a really special moment. And then it was really funny because when they left, I could hear him talking all the way down to the front gate. He didn't stop from the moment he left. And then his parents rang me the next day to say that that meant a lot to them and that he he hadn't stopped talking about me since. So I I would have to say that's probably very rewarding. Yeah, those connections you make. You don't forget them. No, no. And you have been in Canberra now for quite a while. And I think throughout these last few decades, the art scene in Canberra has grown and evolved itself with the city. Do you have any memories of the Canberra art scene throughout these years and any points of reflection as to where it's going in the present? It, it definitely has grown. And one of those scenes that's changed quite a lot, which I think says a lot about Canberra, is even the market scene. Mm. People undervalue that our markets are quite important for artists to be able to access in terms of just testing their works to see, you know, have I got the right price? Is this what people want to buy? Do they like what I'm making? Mm. So markets, I think, have been really interesting to watch because obviously the bus depot markets were a stronghold for a very long time. Yeah. Then we've seen, you know, handmade markets come along. We've seen Craft ACT with their design festival. And we've also seen um, the portrait gallery undercurrent. Mm. So I think that says a lot about Canberra, that we've actually grown through that scene, that we've kind of almost grown up. And I think the bus depot markets should be recognised as a platform that really helped to kickstart that scene. And, you know, it's really good, I think, Julie with Handmade Markets. You know, she's really changed the dynamics. And then Richard with Undercurrent has also changed the dynamics yet again. So as a practising artist myself, I think that's, for me, that's been the most significant change. Galleries in terms of, you know, we've had a lot of private galleries that have mm. come and gone. Yeah. So that's been a bit kind of, it's it's sort of up, down. And I was pleasantly surprised the other day because I've been reading about a painter called Judy Kassam, who's since passed on. Mm. And she was talking about Joy Warren, who used to own Salander Gallery. And in that story, it was all about her backyard gallery, but the people that were coming to it and the money that was you know, going through those doors. And I think for me, that was a real connection that 
yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to do something similar, not not to her her level. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, to her level. <laughs> oh wow, I just kind of go. She was very glamorous. And, <laughs> oh man, she had some really amazing artists. So we're talking, you know, top end, high end arts. But I think she set the scene in terms of she kind of started that that backyard gallery is possible mm, yeah not everyone's taken to that so i think i've reinvigorated that possibility that we can do this and that perhaps we can start to make the suburbs a little bit more accessible mm. it's really interesting in the street the neighbors love the fact that they have a gallery <laughs> they're really proud of me oh so it's really nice oh, yeah so there's that real sense of ownership that you know they promote me and yes we've got a gallery in our street <laughs> So I probably would, in terms of, you know, what stands out, those two. Yeah, for sure. And Canberra is one of those cities where there are so many suburbs that are just hidden away. When people think about Canberra, they don't really associate that suburb with it. And Mm -hmm. so when you go into that suburb, there's a whole sense of new possibility that may come out, right? And like your spot here in Watson does that because it's right on the outskirts of heading out of Canberra towards Goulburn. People can just come Mm -hmm. in and catch it straight away. If we were to have thoughts, tips, advice on maintaining the art scene in Canberra or even seeing it grow, yes, what might be some things we might apply? That's a really interesting point because only recently the ACT government and Arts ACT made an announcement mm-hmm. and they've just released an arts, culture and creative policy. Oh, wow. Um, and that's for 22 to 26 So they're setting that vision and it's really good timing. We've just come out of two and a half years of a really tough period for the art sector. Mm. You know, a lot of those artists lost income, their sources dried up, exhibitions were cancelled. And I think that really shook us all up. So the timing at the moment for this policy is perfect. We need this because I think we're all ready for it. Yeah. Um, And I was invited to be on one of their roundtables. So they split the roundtables up according to a theme. And mine happened to be innovation and sustainability. And I thought that was really interesting because I do think I'm quite innovative. Absolutely. As in, I've come up with a very different concept. (laughs) Look where we are, right? (laughs) I think I've changed people's sort of perceptions that artwork can be affordable. Mm. You too can buy artwork for under $500 because I think there has been that bit of an exclusive that you've got to spend more than $1,000 and and it's got to be on a painting. Yeah. And I often think, well, there's more to art than there is large paintings. You know, we have these beautiful objects in, you know, metals and ceramics that we need to see more in people's homes. Yeah, so I went on to talk about digital presence. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, any, you know, artist, art organisation, and even if you're a small business, you know, whether it's a chocolate, you know, place that you're going to or, you know, something else, the thing is if you don't have a digital presence, given what we've just gone through with COVID, I think you're going to find it really hard to be resilient Mm. and survive through that that process. That would be a tip that I would say... You know, get your online presence happening. You need to be savvy on social media. You need to be savvy with your online shop. I mean, I've had to self-taught 
So I've just figured it out. And I yeah. can tell you when you do a Google search, <laughs> you know, how do I do a YouTube video? <laughs> and how do I convert it from MP4 to MP3? I, I've learned a lot mm. in that whole space. So COVID, while it was an awful thing we went through, I think it was the best thing that happened in terms of it's made me really innovative. Yeah really resilient and that's the future that art organizations small businesses have to start thinking like that we can't live in the past no we can't live in that safe idea that oh we're okay we're Hmm. doing okay yeah it was almost like a soft reset of sorts for a lot of different industries and if we consider it almost like a soft reset for a city like ours I've asked this question to everyone this season so far. If you had to give a pitch for either Canberra or a pitch for Canberrans of some kind, what's something you might bring to the table? Oh, I've always thought, you know, Canberra may be small. Mm-hmm. We, we do get sort of knocked about a bit <laughs> in the press. Yeah. But we have a big heart. Mm. And I think the arts community in Canberra is huge. And we all support each other. We've got really good connections. We network really well. I wouldn't underestimate Canberra. I've always thought it's more than politicians and roundabouts. (laughs) It's a really, you know, exciting, creative, innovative city. And we're sending some awesome talent overseas that are basically, you know, they're competing they're getting awards. Um, they're being recognised for their their talent. Hmm. So yeah, don't under don't underestimate this city. That's for sure. <laughs> and this gallery has a lot coming up. Uh, it's five. It's fifth year celebrations are all happening as we speak. If we look towards the future, let's say next year mm. onwards, where do we see this gallery going? Where do we see you and Masters heading? <laughs> That's a big question. I must admit, I was thinking, yeah, where am I heading? <laughs> I'm a li- I suppose I'm a little bit tired because obviously the last two years have really pushed Non-stop. me. So for me, I'm just trying to think about the next exhibition. You know, that's sort of on my radar at the moment. But interestingly enough, I've had a conversation with an Indigenous person and we may have a project coming up. Um, next year and that would give Ghost a new chance to obviously think outside the square Mm -hmm. it would be involving um, I can't go into much detail but it would be involving say the prison system Mm -hmm. so it's it's going to be quite a special project I, I do hope we can do something with it that would be a big step for Gallery of Small Things yeah and I haven't even thought about the show for next September, <laughs> October. That's all right. That's still um, a while away. It's still a while. Oh, actually, now that oh. I think about it, whoops, I just remembered. <laughs> I'm off to Sydney next week to judge the Little Things Art Prize. Oh. So I was a judge back in 2019, mm-hmm. and I sponsored the ceramic winner to come and have a solo show here in Canberra. Cool. So we paid for everything, mm-hmm. and they invited me back again for this year. So that winner will appear next year. Look so I that. do have I do have That's someone something. for next year. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> sorted. And it's crazy because by the time this comes out, that winner will probably have been announced and yes. sorted out. So. Yes, they will be announced. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. all timing perfectly. It is, it is. <laughs> That's wonderful. I, I, I like how such an innovative 
gallery continues to innovate into its next year. And I look forward to what that brings. Finally, and before we finish this up, the floor is yours. Is there anything you'd like to say to those listening? Anything at all? Oh, look, you know, running a small business isn't for the faint-hearted. Hmm. It's, it's a lot of hard work. I'm coming into my fifth year and I think there's this sort of... I don't know, it's sort of my, my accountant says to me, you know, <laughs> and show me the money, show me the money. And, you know, I've, I'm hoping to make some money, money this year. So that's how tough it's been. Mm, for sure. Um, but the nice thing that's out of that is that I've been able to pay 46 artists a living wage. Mm. And not only that, they get paid weekly. This is very unusual in the art scene. That's not heard of. Mm. And my reason for doing that is that artists need to go to the banks, get mortgages, <laughs> and prove that they've got a living wage. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably really important to me that, you know, I'm looking after them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what you are doing is amazing for the local artwork here and they are better because of it thank you so much for joining me in today's conversation it's been so lovely oh thank you henry it's been really good folks my name is henry and from the gallery of small things in watson this has been canberra conversations in the capital stay safe be kind and we'll see you soon surprised at the number of artists that still didn't know how to price their artwork. Mm. Their CVs needed a bit of sharpening. <laughs> you know, some of them were heading to residencies overseas but didn't know how to travel. They didn't understand their budgets. And obviously, you know, getting a grant from um, the uni at that time. So I was helping them a lot because I had that experience already. It's like the art equivalent of teaching students how to do their taxes and, yes. <laughs> and all of those things. No, which yes, is, which is so amazing.